and welcome to Coffee with Crane. I'm Joseph Patrick. This is a podcast series where I sit down with industry professionals and talk about what's going on in the world of logistics today. We're in for a real treat this episode as we chat with Crane's CEO, Keith Winters, VP of Aerospace and Life Sciences, Nancy Matthews, and Scott Tome, who joined our Tiger team with his past experience as a global VP of operations and supply chain from a Fortune 100 company. Thank you all for joining us on Coffee with Crane. Thank you, Chris. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, as you all know, right now it's peak season for the logistics industry, so things are getting pretty hectic out there. And now it appears as if a vaccine for COVID-19 is right around the corner. That's going to need a lot of solutions for that kind of uh, distribution. Keith, let's go ahead and start with you. Does Crane have any experience with distribution on this scale? Sure, Matt. We've been doing this for a while, right? We even just talk about COVID. We've been administering, transporting over a quarter of a million of these tests. Um, you know, working through our, our protocols and our, our secured uh, chain of custody protocols. So we've been doing quite a bit through this whole period um, last this last year. A quarter million, that's impressive. Uh, Nancy, the next question goes to you. What solutions made this level of distribution possible? Well, Joseph, I think that uh, the key is that most logistics service providers are somewhat static entities. Crane has always maintained the ability for flexibility, rapid mobilization capabilities, and that makes us kind of unique because most companies can't do that. So we're able to scale. Um, I think the word for this COVID year is pivot. We do that pretty well. And as this global pandemic continues to morph and flex, we have to be able to pivot to support that unique emergency supply chain logistics need that may be on many different levels, uh, vary depending on the supplier. So Crane's staying light and fast, very mobile. I like that. Uh, Scott, what kind of system infrastructure is going to be needed to see all this through and, and keep it all up to spec? Yeah, that's probably one of the, the most challenging things to put in place uh, in situations like this. Our ability to be nimble and, and really pivot and, and deploy resources to figure these things out has really been pretty impressive as I've gotten to know Crane a little better uh, through this, uh, this activity. Uh, it, it really comes down to just expanding uh, the cold chain capabilities at each node, each station uh, in, in transit. Uh, a lot of the technologies exist. We simply need to employ them into what's already a very nimble and robust supply chain. Uh, monitoring is, is definitely a key that the, the medical device and the pharmaceutical industry really, really requires to make sure that anything that we ship arrives where it needs to go at, at, in a manner that we know is safe and effective. Uh, so when they, when they deploy one of these vaccines and, and inject any of us, we know it's what it needs to be. So it really comes down to monitoring control and proving that you did it with good record keeping. So it looks like Crane is pretty unique in this arena in that we have solutions in place to get the, this vaccine mobilized quickly, properly packaged in cold weather containers, and, and a way to track and trace all of it. You know, for a company of uh, this size, that's really hard to ignore. Let's, uh, I tell you what, let's drill down a little bit and get into some more details. Keith. What has Crane done to ready itself to distribute this vital vaccine? Um, well, as you got introduced to Scott, we went out and got some expertise. So we've been investing in people. Um, he has got a pharma background, right? Moving tissues and vaccines. So we've, you know, improved our knowledge base and intellectual capital in the organization. Um, we've staged equipment and assets in multiple origin and destination pairings um, throughout the throughout the world. Um, certainly cold storage has been mentioned here. Um, so mobility, 
um, that we can store things not only upon arrival, but even in small little communities around around the globe um, where we need to do that. So I, I would just say real estate assets, you know, engineering people and even monitoring equipment, which you just mentioned, has been really where we've been prepping and testing and trials um, throughout the, the last few months. Most excellent. So we're, we're ready to go. Nancy, this vaccine is right in your life sciences wheelhouse. What solutions are in place to ship these from your perspective? Well, as Keith mentioned, um, having the ability to support variable temperature requirements because the different vaccine manufacturers have different requirements um, ranging from minus 80 C all the way to two to eight for the actual uh, administering as we understand it today. And some of that is still evolving. So that requires us to, again, flex to be able to have variable temperature solutions um, available in a mobile manner all around the world with monitoring 24 seven um, visibility for us and potentially for the client. And of course, um, strict security and quality protocols that are going to satisfy their unique uh, quality requirements within their own organization. So different clients with different needs across different destinations across different spaces. This is going to be pretty tricky. Scott, can you tell us more about the configuration and the packaging and the transport components required to meet all of these different temperature requirements? Sure, Joe, I can I can certainly do that. You know, it, it, what's unique about this is just just the requirement of of maintaining a, a cold chain to minus 60, 70 or 80 degrees C. That's that's very unique and only done in a few places in the world. So um, just just the the tremendous uh, care that goes into the insulation capabilities of the packaging is critical. Uh, the dry ice component or uh, other super uh, ultra freezer type environments that we need to create, you know, on the ground, at station, in transit, airplane, over the road, and then just the transition of each of those steps to make sure that these packages don't get uh, above their temperature limits is really, really a challenge, you know, for, for the entire industry especially when you consider the scale of this thing being, it, it, it's historic in terms of how big it is, which really creates the opportunity for a company like, like us, like Crane, to take the infrastructure we have, add these features on top of it, and be able to de deploy this end to end. So it really comes down to the ability to manage those temperatures, insulation, new technologies that we've not frequently engaged in at a whole new level. So we keep talking about tracking. I've heard tracking a few times. Let's get a, a few more specifics on that. This is going to be a question for all of you. So how do we ensure these shipments are going to be arriving where they need to be and track it all? Uh, Keith, let's start with you. Well, validation and these workflows and processes, following them, documenting them, trial and tested that we can do that and proving that, which we're doing, and, and we have the supporting documentation for it. I would tell you that's the first one. Validation of workflows, excellent. Uh, Nancy? Well, I think we have multiple partners that we have um, had under contract for some of them for decades that each will offer us opportunity to fulfill the requirement of an individual manufacturer as that may play out, working those relationships that we've maintained and need right now, those partnerships to fulfill the requirements of the client. And Scott? 
Yeah, I think what's really key is is having our work instruction well defined. Make sure people are adequately trained to know, you know, not only what they need to do, but why it's important, so that we really pay attention to every detail. As Keith mentioned, the, the word validation that's a big term in the pharma industry, and that just basically means that you set out to prove exactly what you were going to do. Great answers, everybody. So if I'm understanding you all correctly, Crane is ready to roll because it has real solutions in place, a keen sense of urgency, proper shipping and modalities for these medical supplies, and a way to ensure that it stays shipment stable and traceable. It sounds like y'all got your act together. Now, once the vaccine is announced, that's going to be like a racing gun going off. Lots of things are going to start moving quickly. Keith, what would you say is the best way to make sure things run smoothly? Well, we're set up to be flexible and nimble. We think that there's three pillars to this, which is certainly the planes, storage, temperature control, whether it's mobile, mobile or stationary, and then ground transportation, right? And so we think those are the three pillars. Um, you kind of heard us talking about it, how we're planning to, to get around that. Um, and we're going to support, I mean, not one company can do it all. So the companies that have static infrastructure today, they're still going to need our help. Right. And then there's other people that are just going to need our help. And so our thing is to be flexible and nimble um, working through those three pillars. Three pillars. I like that a lot. Nancy, what aspects of these three pillars does life sciences play in? Oh, all of them, Joseph. Definitely all of them. We've mentioned relationships. So for as long as I've been associated, which is from the beginning, very beginning of this organization, we've maintained relationships with the top, top providers of uh, services in this arena. So we can rapidly organize charter aircraft from 767s to 747s to Antonovs um, on various trade lanes, global origins, global destinations. And at the same time, we've got proven, innovative, deep, cold transport and portable storage solutions that are gonna be required for this vaccine that can cover all ranges of temperature. So um, this gives us a pretty unique solution, making sure the vaccine, which is a very sensitive uh, commodity, unlike most have seen on this scale ever, um, with varying temperature requirements. And depending on the manufacturer, we have to maintain the temperature and the security protocols that go into it. Um, the key is the relationships with the team that we've assembled within our own organization, as well as our partners that we can rely on. And um, that is, and the fact that we are extremely nimble. So my answer again, all of the above. And Keith, can you tell us a little bit more about the civil aviation fleet? How, how do we support them? Um, well, there's a partnership um, with regards here in the United States being specifically to that, um, where the government um, at times has to call on the civil fleet. Um, and so as part of that, we're part of that program. Um, our partner is United Airlines. Um, it's a published, so anybody can look that up. Um, where the government was to use that fleet um, for this program or a part of warp speed, um, they need our help, right? They can fly from point A to point B, but getting things to those, getting things packaged properly, getting things off of those. So um, as United would participate with the US government, we would participate in that um, as well with uh, the use of the civil fleet to, to help this, you know, pandemic that everybody's you know trying to really work through together. So just to sum up everything that y'all have told me today, Crane Worldwide Logistics seems to have the people, the service, 
and the technology all in place to quickly mobilize, manage the up and downstream logistics, and all while keeping a really close eye on where, what, and when all of this is going on. So it sounds like Crane is the solution. Do y'all have any final thoughts on any of this? This whole organization is actually very excited about this this project, right? I mean, it's it's more than just moving things. And um, the, the engagement from our people of knowing doing something really good for the world community um, is really important. So just having people's buy-in, enthusiasm and commitment um, to making this success has really been one of the shining points, at least for myself as, as a leader, to see everybody kind of come together with that and, and really want to help, you know, their communities and their families, um, and, and just it's, it's, it's a really positive thing, though we're in this situation that we're in. I think um, that to me, it's about maybe the three C's capacity. Um, there is a shortage of capacity to be able to maybe uh, make this supply chain work on a global level with traditional means and crane offers capacity. Um, communication is something that everyone needs and will be the potentially the most critical part of all of this communication, whether it's visibility for a control tower or um, just being able to flex as something changes rapidly. And then confidence that as a team have the solutions, we have uh, vetted this and we have leadership that's extraordinary from Mr. Winters on down to support this uh, on a global rollout without um, challenging anything outside of what we know we can accomplish. And I think that is um, probably where I take it with those three C's. I like that, three C's. Uh, Scott, any final thoughts? Yeah, you know, as I engage with Crane, um, you know, just several weeks ago for this activity and just to put this in place, you know, I, I, I was a client of Crane's for a long time. and. Of all of the of the logistics companies that we did business with um, when I was uh, in this role at St. Jude Medical and then uh, Abbott Labs, um, Crane is best positioned to be able to move quickly in this direction and put a meaningful solution in place. And I don't just say that, um, I actually experienced it. Um, some of the most challenging things that we had to deal with, as Keith mentioned earlier, shipping tissue from, from all parts of the globe to all other parts of the globe in less than 96 hours and holding temperature is a pretty good indication of the types of lanes that Crane is comfortable uh, inventing and then maintaining and operating consistently. Uh, I can't think of anybody that has that capability and depth. And uh, as I've engaged um, now more um, as part of the organization rather than from the client side, uh, I'm getting to see firsthand exactly why that was possible. It sure is exciting being part of this solution with all of y'all. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for Coffee with Crane today. I'd like to thank you all so very much for your time and wisdom. Keith, Nancy, Scott, thanks so much for being here and giving us all of this information. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. Goodbye now. And thank you for listening. Join me again soon for another Coffee with Crane. Goodbye now.